0: Hello,
1: good evening, and welcome to a 151 proof edition of the Katina Mecky's podcast. You know, come to think of it, this is really when we should have our, our anniversary show on—not on the centennial, or I guess you know, centenario, or seski centenario, but on on, on 151, a uh, a very popular number for certain drinks. Uh, on the Cortina Mekis podcast. But as it is, it'll just be a regular show for us tonight. And uh, we do have a lot to cover. Uh, apparently, there is breaking news. Uh, it looks like Tuca Ferretti has a moment. Uh, not any word officially from the official, official people to make the word. But uh, news agencies are reporting that FIFA will be the coach, or I'm sorry, that Tuca will be the coach for the upcoming Pechas Pass. Uh. And, uh, they reported it by actually using the verb tense of it's going to happen instead of it might happen. So it looks like it's probably going to, uh, happen that Tuca will, uh, take over the uh, national team to play against Uruguay and, uh, United States of America. Great to have you guys on. My name is John Jagu. I am, uh, currently in, I think, DeSoto, Texas, and, uh, that will be changing, uh, Every 15-20 minutes or so is here on the Catinamex Podcast. But to help me out on my journey today to discover why, why Pumas has, has crashed and burned as as we knew they would is uh, Beto Campa. How are you doing, sir?
2: Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, we were waiting for it and it has come. We knew it would happen. Sadly, sadly enough. It's a matter of you know, there's
1: like ten games left or whatever it is, 10, 11 games. If, if Pumas can squeeze, you know, twenty points out of those games, it'll be it'll be a miracle. Or even fifteen, it would be a miracle. So hopefully that won't happen for Pumas.
2: Right now for they Pumas can lose the, Go ahead. Uh, real quick, they can lose they can lose all the rest of them as long as they win this one this weekend. They are playing through <laughs> in I'll, 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 I'll be happy. And that, and that is at the Estadio
1: Azteca, correct? The mud pit. Is where uh, Tomas will be playing Club America. And uh, Club America coming off a 2 0 loss to, to Leon. Just goes to show you just how crazy Liga I meant this is when, when teams that are at the bottom of the table and not playing very well just can just very quickly jump up and, and, and bite a, a, a better team in the butt. And it happened uh, repeatedly in the, in the Jornada which we were but before we do that, we also have to introduce the other member of our panel who joins us at this moment, and that is Joel Aceves, joining us from Southern California. Joel, a month ago,
0: you said, you know, you might as well go in sabbatical, come, come back in January, because Chivas aren't going to Suddenly,
1: Chivas... Chivas wins two games suddenly, two games, six point or is it six points on, on yes. the verge of, of of getting the proverbial massive shot in the arm that a nine point three game win streak can give a team in Liga MX. So, Hoy, is it time for
0: the Chivas fans to oh uh, no put it put <laughs> an end to the sabbatical? No, no, the whole the whole sabbatical thing is don't expect. You know, the team to to go um, just just to do any any to go very far this season. It, it's they're going with a lot of the youth, and so they're they're trying to cement a team. You know, from using a lot of la canteranos. So, I mean, sure. I mean, so my thing, whole thing was don't have high expectations. That doesn't mean you can't set a goal. You should still set a goal, which which is. <clears throat> what the directiva said was to qualify to the league. And I mean eight teams qualify. So it's not it's it's not so like,
1: basically being the top half be in the top half of the team. But,
0: yeah, just basically. pretty much. So so um I but I do think this last two games have inspired some hope that a lot of hermanos were expecting a really bad season and just because Matilla left, because Pizarro left, and and the irony was that a lot of this mess was was from from uh, Almeida. He it was a lot of his. He he's the one that racked up all those. You know, that the team couldn't win at home. Sure. It was it was it was crazy. It was almost a year without a uh, an official league win. So the team would win at cup cup games, but not not in league. Not you're in sounding, league.
2: You're huh? sounding optimistic, man.
0: No, well see this is the thing. it's it, it's um it's the calendar. So Chiwa's team is not that strong, but it's a team that's been together for a long time. They, a lot of these players, the Luna, um, you know, Brizuela, a lot of these guys they they've been they've been playing together. So I mean, and it's something we've said a lot here in the cantina. Something that's important when you're when you're analyzing a tournament is the calendar. What rivals you're gonna play, you know, and when and and where. So the the first the first four games for Chivas they were all against teams that did better than they did last season. Uh, you know, which was Tijuana, Cruz Azul, um. Well, Cruz Azul kind of—they're kind of the same. Uh, Toluca, Toluca and Santos—at least at least three of the four did better, and then the fourth Cruz Azul—they're the ones that you know they put they put one of the strongest teams together for this season. So I mean, the results weren't that surprising. That that that's how you start the calendar with. It, it was just a tough uphill battle, but but their next four games. They're all against teams that, that aren't that good. So which was Veracruz with all the problems they're having. Necaxa's, Necaxa was probably the more um the more consistent of the bunch and then they're going up to Atlas, who they haven't even scored a goal this season. They're 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 pretty much the worst team of the league and they're playing them at Jalisco, which is pretty much a Chivas home game and then then they host Pachuca, who is another team that's not doing too good um, so I, I think this four game was just came at a good time for Cardoso, for the team and and I think if they could get nine points would be good and at twelve is not even it's it's you know ten or twelve would be just really good and then the next four games are gonna be really tough for chivas they, they Monterrey. Querétaro, America and Pumas. So those those are gonna be pretty tough games. But then to me the last the last four games of the season they have, I mean five, I think uh just just Lobos, Monarcas and Puebla, dude Leon, I, I think the team could rack up enough points right there to uh to try to get in, in eighth place. Okay.
2: But they're going to be playing Copa MX as well, so is that going to stretch them out?
0: No, because because they're the Cardoso's using the cup for. He's playing mostly the younger guys. He knows that Liguilla is the, the ultimate. You know that's the goal. You know he can he can use the the Almeida technique <laughs> where, um, you know, he used the cup and and the team looked looked better than it actually was. Um our, cause our our guy is he here. Um I'm gonna call him out. Where is he? Our good friend Rigo 'cause he was saying that Almeida's the best coach of Chivas for the past twenty years, but you know, not in league. If you just if you just see his league record of all the seasons he played, it's not good. It, it it's only good the season he, he won the Doblete and that made him look really good. You know, but if you put together all all his games, they're going the whole season without winning. I mean, what was the last Chiwa coach that did that, you know, without being able to win at home? So, yeah, he, I'm not saying he's not a good coach, he's just not that good as as a lot of my Chiwa hermanos make him out to be.
2: Yeah, they sure love them, love them some Almeida.
0: Oh, yeah, man, he could do no harm. And they wanted him for the national team, which, look, he's out of a job. All these coaches that had, like, hard followings, they don't have a job. And the other one is Juan Carlos Osorio, you know, especially after the Germany game. Everyone thought he was going to be a hot commodity and that Mexico was going to, you know, if if they don't snatch him up right away they were gonna regret it and um nothing. He hasn't been signed anywhere. And the last I heard was that Rafa Marquez is gonna try to convince him to come and coach Atlas. Which to me it will be like like a step back for for Osoto's career. To to mm-hmm. you know to go from Brazil to Mexico and then and then Atlas man. That's I don't know. That's just. I don't think he saw back. himself right there. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'd take. I'd rather. Well, he'd probably rather take uh, the U.S. national team.
0: Yeah, but than but that one. someone someone from the Fed. I think they said they weren't even. They hadn't even talked to him.
2: I think I may have tweeted out something. Yeah, that's what I was going to look up he tweeted out support to the chivas for this Classico coming up
0: yeah for next friday but i mean that's kind of feel bad for him cuz he was all over the place promoting himself and he he got nothing man this guy was flying from from buenos aires to guadalajara you know putting himself as as you know coach for the national teams and and uh
1: there's nothing. there's nothing wrong with a little self promotion
0: Promotion. No, no, there, there's not. But I'm just saying he he ended up, you know, empty-handed. Till so he needs he needs to just kind of be in the news again. Well, he'll 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 land a
1: spot. I don't think. Uh, he'll have to really land, but they're they're saying Grupo
0: Pachuca. They're saying Grupo Pachuca has interest in him, so he could either end up in uh Pachuca or Leon.
1: We'll see uh, see how that plays out. Now, Joel, I always thought, uh, at least lately, that 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 being a Chivas fan, Chivas treats Chivas fans like like they're crazy ex girlfriend. <laughs> In the sense that you know, when it's good, it's 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 great, it's amazing. But you know, when it when it gets when it gets bad, it gets really bad. You, 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 you sink to some depths that you never thought that you would that, that that you would ever see, and just when you're ready to put it off again, there she is, ringing the doorbell,
0: and wearing doorbell. a sexy outfit. That's right, just just
1: just like the the nineteen <laughs> the nineteen sixty nine edition chiba shirt,
0: which which speaking of, they're gonna they're gonna use her. A fancy new shirt for the club's World Cup. Yes, with stripes. Anyway, with, so, with real stripes. So, so, so here is,
1: you know, and, and then and then the Chivas. fans, okay, okay, you know, it'll it'll be different this time. Come on. In. So I feel like like right now, the, the Chivas crazy ex girlfriend is in the house, but Atlas is coming up, and as you pointed out, Atlas has hasn't, hasn't won, hasn't scored a goal. Yeah, <laughs> in, in, in would, would you put it past your crazy Chivas sex girlfriend to lay a new jag against Atlas?
0: Uh, no, sir. No, sir. We we so, have so we as have crazy, uh, as crazy as she is, she she won't lose to Atlas. You you know, because we have El Diablo Mayor, man. That's that's who's the pastor is right now. Oh, leading the flock. So now he's El Diablo Mayor. He's always been the diablo mayor. Dude, he he took us to to the devil's cauldron and snatched up a tie man that could have even been a win. And and you know th- this was Toluca which is one of the league finalists along with Santos. So I mean I I think this guy knows the importance of these games and um I, I don't I don't think he's going to you know, if I didn't know I any better
1: Hoel, I would I would say that you were uh that you were firmly on the SS Cardos at
0: this point. <laughs> well, you know what? I didn't want him when I heard. This guy's just been on a on a really bad track record. You know? Well he's never had he's his, never his had last...
1: decent opportunities. You know, when you're coaching he, Puebla and Chiapas,
0: yeah, you know, he honest. went Yeah, he got Chiapas or he got sacked twice, like he got sacked. And then they brought him back, and then less than a week later, they showed him the, you know, the back door. Yeah, he just had hadn't looked good, and and it's like I wasn't sure this is the guy we need, you know, especially yeah, with the team, with with with, it was a team that not only lost some key players, but the the morale was was on the ground just because of all the stuff that was happening with the way they treated the coach. The way they treated some of their players, so I could understand Floyd? you know the huh? did, did, did players did the players the Chivas players have they have they made a deal with the devil made a deal a deal with the devil have they made, a, deal with they the made devil? a pact they made a pact no they they're running with the devil right now, John, and the, uh I think well, this I guy see. understands he understands some of these games he knows the league. You gotta give it to him, you know. He's he's he played for many only, years,
1: and, and he not only does he know that he's probably uh, and, and, and I'll ask all this, but I mean, outside of maybe one or two guys, at least, at least in the in the in the Ligia era, I mean, outside of maybe Carlos Reynoso, I mean, is this guy not the greatest foreigner that ever played in the league?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's. That one season when he scored, like, 30 goals was insane. Um, well, I mean, just just the amount of goals he scored in, 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 in yes,
1: is, is disgusting.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, this guy was a machine. Um, and he actually played with the machine, too. That
1: <laughs> yes, he did. They were they were impressive. Okay, so, so Cardoso's the coach, a, a guy who knows the league. Knows knows which teams you have to be extra motivated for. I mean, not that it takes a genius to figure that out. But uh, but, but, but you're right though. I mean, and, and and the players are starting to slowly buy it.
0: Wait, buy you know, to, to the yeah, because that was. And, one and of I, have the... to, I
1: have to say, Joel, I have to, I have to say just one one last thing before I'll, and I'll you know, you know, Puma. Oh, that... Hello.
2: We lost you.
0: We lost. We lost John. He, he. John, we lost you, man.
1: Can you hear me? Go ahead. Just now, yeah.
0: but but. The previously, it got you know, cut what, off.
1: What I, okay, well, what I was saying was in these last two games. Of course, they would get. See, that's just that's just the luck of a trophy chaser. Just <laughs> when you're trying to make a very important point about the trophies, I get cut off.
2: <laughs>
1: of the, uh, the wins two games. And it just so happens The best player on the pitch was trophies. Coincidence? I don't think
0: so Yeah, he's, he's beginning to Some some of those players are beginning to raise their level Including Norvelin Some of the guys that hadn't been doing too good And it's interesting that Chivas managed to wreck these wins without Pulido You know? And and I hope that lights a fire in his ass and he's he's watching from the stands and he's the guy that was crying that she was needed needed more leadership and, and more experience. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> You're the guy. You're the guy they brought in for that. He's yeah, they paid they paid all that money for him to be that guy and he's he's like, Where is it? <laughs> um but hopefully he's seen it and he's like, Oh man, you know, I could lose my spot. Because his card has definitely, you know, dropped. No no team will sign him, you know. He, he's not going to make no nowhere near what he's making right now. Oh, uh, at Chivas. Now with the numbers, he's racked up.
2: Hey, Armando right. Bronca says that uh, Salcido being out has helped as well.
0: Oh, for sure, man. That guy, well, I don't know why here. he's still... I don't know he's still around. I, I thought he would have retired after... After at least the Comca champions, man, and, and to still see him around, I, well, is, that's why he, to be... he
1: hasn't retired. He's going to go to the CONCACAF to the club world cup. He's going to be the starting central against.
0: No uh, oh, man against well, Real Madrid.
1: But you know, they become. I mean, I'm not saying that they're, you know, not an incredibly. They become. You
0: know, instead of having a 3% chance to beat him, now they have like a, like a 7% chance to beat him without, uh, yeah. without Ronaldo. Without Ronaldo. So. <laughs> me da, me da Ronaldo. No, but, but the, one, the one I have to give credit to to Pepe Cardoso is that I, I guess his attitude was the right one. And this was the same thing where I was disagreeing with with, um, with Almeida because going into the season and you know that the team is going to have to depend more on, on the youth. So you you can't you can't say that we need players, you know? even if it's obvious that you do, you just can't because you, you need you're kinda of sending the wrong message to the players that you do have. Right. And um so it was the one thing where I actually agreed with Jose Luis Higuerra man who as a lot of you guys know, he has me blocked on Twitter, um, for verbal aggressions. But he said you know, this team, it should be good enough for what we're asking, which is to qualify. Because, yeah, if you see a lot of these pairs, they've been a long, they've been with the club a long time. Mario De Luna's been there a long time. On and off, but he's been there a long time. A, a, a lot of these guys were, were were there since when the team won the league title. So, I mean, it's it's not like you have a completely new team. You just got a few guys that just, they just need to come into their own. Like Sandoval and some of the strikers like Odines. But the only so, way so they're going to do it is by getting more games, up huh? So you say that there's no chance that, uh,
1: that, that Chivas, that, 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 that loses to Atlas this weekend? No, I'm not saying they, there's they, no
0: chance. I, I just think that they're going to take the game very serious. You know, that they're not going to see it as as pan comido just because the team is doing bad. Uh, I think they're going to... Uh, uh, you know, just continue doing what they've been doing. Uh, I, I think <laughs> Carlos has the gist of it, and he, he's managed. Which was I was gonna, you know, just just to finish my point. I think that's that's one where he deserves credit, where he's been at least instilling confidence in a lot of these young guys, in in saying that, you know, they're good enough. They're they're good enough to, to get that job done. Hey, Joel, if you
2: wanna. If you need some Chila's friends since uh you gotta block you, you can uh make <laughs> friends with Ama, uh, Amauri uh Vergara.
0: I should. I I should, you know, that's a good idea. Do you, you gotta block me? You should,
2: yeah. uh, you
0: should re- you should reach out, Joel. you can
1: have him come on the show, Tom, tio, I'd
0: love to have him on the show. Well, we didn't report it here 'cause we, we had like a we had like a, a just a really long busy podcast, but Amauri um, is the new president for Chivas, so um, he's he, or vice president. How, but he's, how, did he, he's, how did he get that? gig? Well, he's the son of the owner, so that that helps.
2: He's but, got a degree. He's got a degree in uh, film, and he's in film, and he's learned <laughs> since he was sixteen years old. He's,
0: he, he's uh, got a degree he, in film. And did he go to the uh, the
1: Johann Kroy School of Management?
0: No, he he didn't get that man. Um, No, no, he's he's the new he's like the new head honcho, but he's still learning. And us still there. He's like a GM, but they're they're looking for a sporting director. The problem is they fired half of them, so <laughs> there's not that many out there, you know. Because um, a
1: sporting director, because they the decision. So what what's the point of having a sporting director when I mean, you got to.
0: That, that that makes all the. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna say the one thing: a good sporting director, someone like Pelaez, and and even like like uh, Nestor, which obviously is not returning for obvious reasons. Those are guys that have like such good connections within the league that they're able to negotiate and build you a squad. You know, you don't have to really deal quickly. with. Yeah, you don't have to deal with shady promoters. Cruz Azul for a long time dealing with some of these promoters that were bringing them some of these Dude, they, random.
1: They, they dealt with one promoter.
0: <laughs> that, he would bring them weird. some random. It was. Do you guys remember those grab bags from the ice cream truck? It was like twenty-five well, cents. It's not just that, but, but but you know, and
1: then these players would
0: come. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was Yeah, there might or be one quick like, like candy.
1: You ever bitten into a jelly bean and you expected, like you know, something fruity or whatever, and it's like licorice or or some god, gau- just just something awful on it? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so the other thing that happened with Cruz Azul is that <laughs> these you know, the, the the deadline for transfers is usually at the end of August, it was like one more week to go, but uh, so I mean, players would come in five, six, you know, a month into the season, and, and not just one, yeah. but yeah, like players. Cruz Azul this time with Pelaez said, Hey. Yes, we need players, now, let me get your players. But he had them all signed, sealed, delivered for their first training.
0: And, and you know, people, he kind of want a... to
1: give credit to. They want to give credit to Kaysen, and he deserves it. They want to give credit to the players; they deserve it. But the reality is, is, is that Belas has completely changed the mindset, and yeah. changed the, the the structure and the management of how things functions. You know, yeah, something that we've talked about on the show long time. Cruz Azul, outside of maybe, I would say Santos and America, has easily been the
0: most consistent team in the league. Yeah, and you know, just just to you know, heap more praise on Pelayas, uh, Caicinha had lost the locker room, you know, like in, going into the last season, going into the final weeks. Because that team was... They were still within fighting chance. And he lost the locker room. And... and Pelayas got rid of a lot of those players. And, and he... He made sure... He even brought in players that... Chivas was trying to get Elias Hernandez. And they, they told Dio Higuera... This guy is, you know, non-negotiable. I don't know how Pelayas did it, man. He, he just... next thing you know, he's... He's wearing the Cruz Azul shirt. But... You know, not one thing that's happening at America, man. They're they're having some problems with transfers, you know. They're having some locker room problems with that Mateos guy, you know, not getting along with Piojo. And and that's where a guy like uh, Pelayas makes a big difference. Like they mediate mediate those type of uh, problems. Oh man. Yeah. Bathroom. So
2: Hey man, I don't yeah. see the big deal. So, I don't you... see the big deal with uh with Pelais. Oh I don't I don't I
0: don't
2: see I don't see, I don't, I don't <laughs> see how because he, he's I can see him, I can understand a head coach having some influence. But uh but a uh, long, long pants guy. Like, what does he give a motivational speech? And the players all because these yeah. are the same a lot of the same players that. Dude, uh, like it makes them. a
0: big difference, Chiquis. Like, look, look at Chiwa's Just the whole Alanis scandal. You know, it makes players a lot of times feel uneasy or not want to be at the club. You, you don't want stuff like that. That that could hurt the locker room. The, 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 the is,
1: is, is, gives a seriousness to, to the job to the job at the like they have all the collective goals to reach, you know, the things and, But but he also gives them the tools with which to reach them. So uh, yeah, I think a guy like Ben Ice makes a huge difference. I mean, I mean again, you know, he says you know, we need to do better let's go out
0: So who does he go on? does he go on?
2: They're cut, cutting out a little bit.
0: Yeah, John. John has a Chivas TV internet connection.
2: It's the te- uh, middle of nowhere Texas internet connection. <laughs> I think he was talking about like the new, like the new additions. The and is one. The new additions to the team there uh, were there were pretty much few. But even Carlos Ka- Uccio was playing better. Cut. Cartucho oh, quemado.
0: Cartucho Quemado? Cartelucho yeah. quemado? Yeah
2: he's has got No, still, but they have that
0: other guy man. They got the guy from Atlas who's scoring all the goals for Atlas. <laughs> I don't I don't know your Atlas why you sell your your top striker man. That maybe the guy wanted to leave, but uh they're paying the price for it. Uh I forget his name. It's an it's like some Argentine guy. Caraglio. There no? you go. Yeah, that's him. That's the one. He's and he's doing good. He's doing good right now. Yeah, they're no cheeky's a good GM man. He makes sure he takes care of problems, man. Because you don't want not not every coach is is capable. Like you have some coaches like uh, Alex Ferguson, who was at uh, Sir Alex, who was at Man United and and those guys could they could do all the tasks, you know? They they could handle transfers, they could handle the locker room tactics. They're like a manager, like more than a coach, they're like the whole club manager. Uh but not not all coaches are good at that, man. Some of them are just not not very good. I, I'm gonna throw my boy Chepo right there. He he's pretty good with tactics. At least in Liga MX, if you see his record, it's pretty good. Uh he it's one of the better records, you know. If, if you compare the amount of games he had with other coaches, uh, but he's not so good in the locker room, you know. He he he's yeah. lost the locker room a few times, and that that's when sometimes you need you need like a good GM to keep to keep some of those problems in check, and the coach can just concentrate on coaching.
2: Yeah, well, he he's he's becoming like if he takes Cruz Azul. And they get to the final. I think just the final, he's gonna he's gonna be almost legendary. Like, well, yeah. He won he won a title in uh with America, and that was it Cruz, took him so a year.
0: Well, look look his record at America when he was at America, they qualified to the league to Liguilla, ten times in a row. They played four finals, and they won two. So I mean half of the time they were fighting for the league Campeonato man. That's yeah. That's very impressive. Which was surprising and you know they did it with what? Four different coaches. Yeah. Three or four different coaches. Um so that's that was very impressive. So it was surprised me to see uh you know, Americanistas they would hate on Pelayas and I'm like <laughs> you know, because cause they were very similar to my Chi hermanos, man. They were they were very faithful to the coach. They were talking about Turco, you know. How Turco was, was you know or or some of these other guys were were, were the real deal, but to me Pelaez has been like one of the main cogs right there that that makes that possible.
2: He even goes on Picante and runs things, <laughs> takes things over, run, runs all over. What
0: <laughs> he was with the national team, so hopefully in the future he'll return. Uh, you know someone that's, that's that good and, and that professional, I, it, it wouldn't hurt to have him in the national team. Uh, the only thing was that uh, he pissed off John DeLuisa, man. So that, if I'm not mistaken, DeLuisa was the guy that fired him from, from America. Because cause he didn't get, you know, the, the reason was that he, he wasn't getting along with uh, Pepe Romano, who I don't know, I don't know why they threw the, Pepe Romano in there, and Pepe Romano was in charge of became in charge of like transfers that season. He came in, and that's when América messed up, and and they took forever to sign players, and that was all on Pepe Romano, man. And, and Pelaez was just hating it, you know, because it's all falling on him. And and he said, you know what? I'm, I'm after this season, I'm leaving. And the lisa was like, pretty sure it was the Luisa. And he said, Well yeah, you don't have to wait till the end of the season. You could just leave now. Ah oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. And then Romano ended up getting sacked. But uh that's the guy that messed it up for the you know that messed up America. They had a good thing with Pelay's man. You know and, and you could see it like like just to talk to finish, like the way America was, like the way some of the players they would get. So, like, instead of getting that French guy that hasn't really played and he's injured, Mace. they would have probably got it. Yeah, with Pelayas, they would have probably gotten Di Giannini or, or Caraglio. Yeah, instead, you had, you know, America going back to some of their old ways. And they, they how long did they try to get? They were trying to get some Dutch guy.
2: No, I remember? That. No.
0: Yeah, they were trying to get some some Dutch oh, guy.
2: Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't from PSV,
0: that. I think. Yeah, it's like why why are you wasting your time right there, man? You got you got some really proven strikers right here that that could at least guarantee you twelve goals. Yeah. So, do you have the calendar, chickies? We could yep. go over really quick. Um,
2: so on Friday is the only game is a Clásico Tapatío at El Jalisco. So Atlas and Chivas.
0: No, no, I, I'm just going how the teams are, because uh, Cruz Azul is in first place.
2: Oh, the so table.
0: Five. Yeah, I should have said the table, not the calendar. So five wins, one draw. They're they're the only undefeated team. Uh and and they've scored ten goals, which is pretty good uh, goal production. Uh and dude they've only received one. Yeah. So the best defense the, the saying is defense wins championships, cheekies. So <laughs> they are looking good. Monterrey is in second second place Monterrey with fifteen points, they just try Cruz Azul by one point. Oh my um God, and then you have Santos Laguna in third, and Santos is a team that it's pretty impressive because they sold three of their top players, very key players. Uh, they sold Nestor Araujo, uh, and then they sold uh, Izquierdos, which was the team captain and, and one of the best defenders in the league, and then Di Janini, who was the the top goal scorer for last season. I mean you just you just got rid of your your defense and your best striker you know so but but i guess this team um has good depth you know because they still kept a lot of their players they still got players like Furch who's proven commodity in the league they have a guy like Gallito, who's man he's any team he's been and he's taken them to the final which he did with um with leon with Chivas, and then with Santos. So, I mean, they still have a good squad. The, the surprising thing was they fired Zivoldi, and despite firing Zivoldi, they they're still seem to be doing good. Uh, Monarca, surprisingly, unfortunately. Hey, man,
2: hey, you passed over uh, Monterrey, though, and the, uh, best, player you, you oh, the, the best player in Liga Next. But you didn't talk about the best player in Liga Next. Pisagol and all his goals he has been scoring. What happened? <laughs>
0: He's been a bust so far. <laughs> hey man, he's. I, I think with Pizarro, I think right now it's mental because this guy, his his goal was to go. You know, because he came from Pachuca, he's he was with that group of like Chuki and some of these other guys that that. You know, they were all aiming to be abroad. They they were all thinking we're gonna be in Europe by now and 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 so I mean I think. It, I think it's is been he, a blow to his ego that he's still in Liga MX.
2: Is he so? Is he so upset that he's fighting with, uh, with people on on Twitter and stuff? He's fighting with Santos. Have you seen that?
0: Yeah, Roberto Carlos. Yeah, man, they had a, they had a role. Is um,
2: <laughs> he's, he's yeah, really but, good.
1: Ha, but, but he hasn't been playing that poorly. Though. I mean,
0: he, yeah, yes, he cause... hasn't
1: scored. But I mean, it's it's not like he hasn't been contributing. I mean, I mean, I saw a couple of games where he's made. I mean, again, you know, he's not, you know, he's not getting the the, the the balls in the back of the net, but that's really not his job. His job is to is to help the team put the ball in the back of the net, and he's helping the team do that. I mean, he's not scoring himself, but I mean, Monterrey is doing. It. Now, if Monterrey only had two points after six games, then yeah, I would call him a bust. But he's by no in no way. She... <laughs> yeah, they're in second. Yeah, so let's uh you know they they didn't bring him in to be a goal scorer. They have goal scorers. They have very good goal scorers. They brought him in to help them set up. But I yeah. think he is. And a the season's still young.
0: That. The season's still young, man. He he could you know for for all Monterrey cares, he could light up by Liguilla time and that'd be just perfect for them. Exactly. And uh yeah, so I'm, I'm going to continue just going down the list. So Monarcas in fourth, which I, they sold Ridias And uh, I haven't kept up much with this team, but for them to be in fourth is, is pretty impressive. And then you got Club America in fifth, uh, which they lost last week. They haven't been as regular as they should be, but I still think they have a capable team. They should still be there by the end of the season. And then uh, Pumas in six, which is, yeah, they're in Ligilla contention right now. The Pumas is, the,
1: uh, to put it politely, Joel, they're trending downward.
0: I think they're going. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's a very polite way to say what's happening
0: to Pumas right now. They, but they sold their goleador, you know. They've been doing some changes. So, but I think they're doing better than, than some people expected.
1: Well, you know that that uh, that the way that you were describing how you how you divide the season into quarters, Pumas had yeah. an excellent first quarter because they were playing. Um, they played Veracruz, Necaxa, Atlas.
0: Oh man, Pachuca, they, had a they good. got
1: ten, they got ten points out of twelve games. But you know, and then they played Monterrey, which you wouldn't expect them to win that. But the killer was losing to Querétaro, and Chiquis, I didn't, I did not watch the match. I hoping from. From what you posted, it seemed like who must had a terrible game, and uh, yeah, so they are they are definitely trending now, and it doesn't get any easier for them with with, with, with their schedules. So. Please continue with the list.
2: Ah. Hey, go, hey, so going then, back real quick to America though. I think even America, Amer- America, real quick. They they lost to to Leon, and then they tied Queretaro previous. Yeah. But I don't, all, all of a sudden I'm seeing a lot of negativity of how they're going downhill, and yeah, Piojo's getting all upset because of refs and stuff, but I'm, I'm starting to see what Ron is talking about when he says, at America the pressure is on for you to always do well and always oh, win. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah and, especially uh, against those teams. You, you're not expected to, to, you know, you're not going to get to slide cause, just because you lost to those teams, which is more than Tigres. Uh, you know, because Tigres had a three-game slump. And and they didn't have the pressure as America. But just America being America, man, the spotlight's always going to be on them. So, Pumas is in sixth, Toluca's in seventh. They were finalists. Uh, they're still in the fight. Um, they lost to Cruz Azul recently. That was their previous match, which was one of the big matches for Cruz Azul. You Know to show that so so Cruz Azul has 16 points, right? Yes, sir. The, yeah, wow, that's um, impressive. yeah, uh, they they have 16 points, 10 goals for, and only one against John. They have the best defense in the league. I was telling Chiquis the saying is, defenses win championships. Um,
2: oh, yes, hey, what one thing on that game though, last night or whenever it was against Toluca. Talavera um, messed up pretty bad on that on that goal, so it doesn't matter. Um, it Tala. could have easily been a it could have <laughs> easily been a tie, and I don't know.
0: <laughs> it could have, would have, should have, cheekies. Uh,
2: yeah. From this exactly. from this Cruz Azul team, from this Cruz Azul team, I would have expected you know more a little bit more. So we'll have we'll see how they go on, on their next game, but I don't want to go okay. I don't want to go too flying uh, too flying, was it, flying was it, too it was high in, on Cruz Azul. Was it
1: in Toluca or was it
2: the, at Tijuana the it, it was an Azteca. Yeah, yeah, and, the, and the Jornada
1: Doble's midweek games are, Those are always a, just a crap shoot. You just have no idea what you're going
0: to get it Yeah, is, it could uh, be a crap shoot. So yeah, just, but just to look
1: Lu- with the three points and move on
0: Yeah, so Toluca's in seventh Followed by Tigres In eighth Again eighth because they had that That three game slump And then they faced Veracruz Which was Chivas slump as well So uh Tigres, yeah, they they put some hurt on Veracruz. And they're in eighth place, which is just Liguilla. And, yeah, going off of what you said, Al, there's really no pressure on them. I I guess there's just enough confidence that by the end of the season, um, Tuca will get them in the big show. Uh, So then ninth place is... Tigres
1: always always starts slow.
0: Yeah. (laughs) They
1: always have a two or three game, and then by the all all they need to do is is, is, is just put themselves in position, and they don't care who they play against or if they close at home or close on the road. They just don't care because at the end of the day, the chances are very high they're going to be playing, if not in the semifinal, fine.
0: Yeah, and and this is a team with great depth. Probably the best, the most deep squad in the whole league. Um, Yeah. yeah, when, especially when you're using Chilean internationals in cup games. That's right. <laughs> you, you know that. They're pretty strong. Uh, Querétaro is in ninth, followed by Chivas in tenth. So Chivas, you know, was they were like bottom. They were almost bottom of the table. They were like in 17th place at so, the start they of were the season. They
1: were yeah, man. <laughs> and the only reason they weren't at the very bottom was because of the goal difference.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, ooh, so, so that was the coach, but but they're in tenth and they got um, let me see, they have seven points, so they're just two points away from an eighth place. Uh, so and, they could they
1: could launch they could launch to the 5. Yeah, five, next. Uh,
0: six, yeah, uh, this Friday, this Friday, Clásico Cotapoteo against Atlas, who has, who has um, who has. Two, zero points. Yeah, zero points. Um, all losses. I guess. No wait, they have um, that is, they have two points. They have two draws and four losses. So they got two points and zero goals. <laughs> they scored zero goals and allowed nine. You know, so Hoy, not I, not too good.
1: You know, I I like watching soccer. I like talking about soccer. I'm not a coach. I'm not I'm not a tactician when it comes to you know, viewing and analyzing the game. But one thing I do know Glenn, is that you, is that in order to win games, you need to score goals.
0: <laughs> yeah. John, I don't know if you got cut off. I think you did. And I was saying how, I don't know why they would let go of Caraglio. You, you know, and, and you could see how much they're hurting. And he went to Cruz Azul and, and he's doing good for the, for the blue cross. Um, and I was, you know, telling Chiquis out with America, just just to emphasize on Pelayas, you know, he would have probably taken Caraglio or, or Di Giannini, you know.
1: Well, sure. I yeah, don't know because, if you remember. Because remember, Pelayas, if he's going to build a team, he's not going to build a team with Estranjeros. He's going to build a team. They might be Estranjeros, but they're playing in the Liga MX.
0: Yeah, proven
1: Liga MX guys.
0: Yeah, and, and as soon as Pelayas left, uh, so I don't know if you remember, I was asking Chiquis, America's trying to get some Dutch striker.
1: Yeah, they were trying to get De Jong or something
0: like that. Yeah, from, there you uh, go. That's his name. From, it's like What a waste of time, you know, to 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 spend all that energy trying to bring some guy that you don't know how he's going to do. Right when you can have Janini just right there available. Yeah, so right know. there. And, and Yeah, and it's cuz with the European players, they, they're not used to this stuff. They mostly play night games in the cold. You <laughs> you throw them in Toluca, you know, in the middle of the day at a higher altitude in Mexico City, and guys, <laughs> they're tired after 20 minutes. Right. So, um, yeah, she was in tenth. Leon is in eleventh. So Leon, Leon has they they kind of much, kind of gotten rid of a lot of the players, man. Leon was at one point one of the stronger teams, but I don't know what's going on. A group of Pachuca, man.
1: So, so, Joel, could this be the first season of how long?
0: The first season, what? The,
1: for the first season, and who knows how long that the Cuatro Grandes make the year
0: Oh, you know what? It very well could be.
1: It would, it, make, it would make the televisoras very happy.
0: It, it would, yeah. Rating spike. Um,
1: because when people ask why are these teams called the Cuatro Grandes if the Cuatro Grandes make the Ligua you'll, you'll know exactly why they're called the Cuatro Grandes
0: yeah they get that's the teams the most people follow they get the most viewership uh, so yeah Leone's in 11th man and then Necaxa's in 12th and uh, followed by Puebla at 13th Tijuana at fourteenth, Pachuca fifteenth, Lobos Buap sixteenth, uh, and then Veracruz and Atlas in last place. Uh, so Atlas, Atlas is so being,
1: bad that even, even
0: Veracruz is better than Atlas. Dude Lobos Buap is better than Atlas in Buap <laughs> <Oof. laughs> place in a what five K Stadium what they play, like, in a high school. They have, like, high school bleachers.
1: Yeah, and,
2: and they play um, on both <laughs> call, like, like, every 30 seconds. One thing to note on Veracruz, they've given up 13 goals. That's the rec, That's the highest for any team. Uh, I'm pretty happy yeah. about that. <laughs>
0: you're, pretty, you're pretty happy about that.
2: Be um, not being a fan of uh, Fidel Curi. So. Yeah, yeah no, they... Because Veracruz has great fans, man. They deserve better. Than well, Tuca and uh, Tigres might have uh, something to say about their fans. <laughs>
1: so, 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 Chiki's uh, little little highway update. I'm coming up on the check stop, Chiki. Should I stop or should I
2: not stop? Oh, the check stop? Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're feeling a little bit hungry, have a stop.
1: I am a little peckish.
2: I've never what, been. There, what would but... you eat like?
0: Like Whataburger? What? What is it?
1: No, no. The Czech stop is a, is a convenience store that serves kalachis.
0: Oh, convenience store yeah. like a Seven Eleven.
1: Yeah, I, I I will tell you. I will snap a picture and I will post it in this little this little chat.
0: Is it like a, a cardoxo? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no,
1: <laughs> it's, it's delicious. That they serve they serve Czechoslovakian pastries, oh. kalachis, uh They have also it's really good and it's it's. Uh, it's it's very famous around here. It's always crowded. It's what ten o'clock at ten thirty at night. Let's see how I will report on how crowded it is when I mm-hmm. stop and Check Stop here. In a little bit. So because we are on the road tonight on the Cantina, you know, maybe podcast. Yes,
0: right Cantina, Cantina Road Road Show.
1: Road Show. That's exactly right. That's exactly
0: right. Yeah, and John is making a, a stop in Flavor Town. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Flavor Country. That was about uh slogan for years. When, when <laughs> cigarettes could advertise.
0: Welcome. So, John. Yes, do you Do you think, because Rafa Marquez, right? So he was talking about bringing in JCO. He's trying to, like, improve the team's fortunes. Do you think the Colombian would accept?
1: Well, I don't, I, uh, from what I've heard, uh, Colombia has said thanks but no thanks the us has said thanks but no thanks uh, I, I don't know why I think that that one is uh, next on the list but if uh you know if opportunities dry up then I don't see why I don't you know frankly a place like Atlas I think it would be perfect for a guy like Osama so i I think it'd be a, it would be a, a very interesting uh, project in order for him to take I think you know if with his style of, of coaching and management, uh, a place like Atlas, I think it would be, uh, it's almost like a
0: match made in heaven. You know what the funny thing is, if you were to coach Atlas, that if whoever's coaching the national team, if they're having a rough patch during qualifiers, all of a sudden JCO is going to be like a candidate.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: People are going to be saying, oh, well, at least, at least Osorio, you know, qualified with ease.
1: Exactly. You are, uh, you are exactly. No, I think, I think it would be a good match I, I Now whether or not they get him, I don't know it's a, I don't think that that was What uh, What Juan Carlos Osorio was expecting When uh, When the World Cup uh, Was in the Germany game I'm sure he was, he was thinking he was going to go to Sevilla or Valencia or something like that but, uh, It ended up not working out for him, like yeah, that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, Atlas, I think would be would, would be an excellent fit for Wundam. I've never understood where Ricardo La I've never Ricardo La Volpe. Never uh, went to just run their their youth program.
0: Well, I think they've just been very unorganized. I, I think they never really offered him or, or tried to get him. You know.
1: Well, I mean, we also can't forget that for years, I was run by like 90 guys. So it was very hard for them to get consensus on it. And, you know, now it's run by Kevin Steggad. It's obvious that does not have the same... Uh,
0: which
1: I'm not saying it can happen in, in a year or two, but it'll be, you know, if he, if he stays there for three or four years, I think it could benefit not just Atlas, but Mexico because, you know, they are one of the more traditional academies. Oh. So what's going on with Tuca? So is, is Tuca going to be our, uh, is he going to be the guy? At least for the next
0: two games. What, what I've heard is that because he did offer himself for the for the two friendlies against Uruguay and the United States, and and then the the news leaked last week, well, early early this week, I should say that he had made the list of seleccionados and handed it in, and so. So, so the rumors are that if he does coach the two friendly games, that the federation is going to try to convince him. It's going to be round two because uh, they're saying that when he was first approached by Cantu, that Cantu told him that he was a candidate amongst you know a group of you know other coaches, and Tuca was like thought. You know, I don't got time for that nonsense. <laughs> Either you want me or you don't. I'm not going to be candidates. So thanks, but no thanks. So I think this time is going to be like, uh, you know, it's just you. Eres el único. Eres el único,
2: I'm getting the sense of uh, <laughs> desperation. I'm getting the desperate. sense of the, national, the, the the federation is getting desperate. And it seems like they're courting and they're begging for Tuka. No,
0: but I mean tu- Tuca's right. Like I mean I, I don't blame him for 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 doing what he did. You know? For doing what? Well the whole like like they they didn't right outright offer him the job, they just asked him if he was willing to be one of the candidates. You know?
2: He just yeah like, he just no. doesn't want to deal with all that stuff. Well, yeah, that's agree- why,
0: though.
2: Yeah, he's agreed to the interim thing, but they're wanting more. They're they it sounds like the pre- um from what I'm hearing it sounds like they want him to do the interim, and then maybe after the interim or during the interim they somehow convince him they're like come on Tuka come on, you can you can do it full time we'll uh we'll help you out. So it seems like they're in desperate mode man. There's a check stop on has it on video that's if, y'all,
1: if, y'all, if y'all don't mind i will i will be back in like like two minutes
2: all right enjoy it uh...
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah that's what that's what i'm getting Joel is like i'm getting the vibe that they're sort of uh, not getting who they want and they're going with like Tuka's the last the last option and uh they're sort of in desperation mode trying to get a a coach in there he's he's already said he's already said he's willing to do the interim part of it the two games that come that are coming up and maybe they're hoping for him to take it on permanently Richard Flores says just give Google his 13 year process i've said that before I guess Joel is on mute or uh, busy right now, but that's, that's, that's Hugo Sanchez is a risk. I've said that before on like the last two or three podcasts that uh, it's a crazy risk and people would not like it at all. A lot of people wouldn't, a lot of Mexicans wouldn't, but I wouldn't mind seeing Hugo get a second chance. He seems like to be the untouchable guy that nobody would ever want. Same with Chepel. Him and Chapel seem to be in the same type of just because the humiliation was so bad back then in their coaching stints. But given given Google a second chance, I think would be I would be down with it. I wouldn't mind. I would like to see him given another chance uh, because he didn't lose it with the, the senior team, and uh, I don't think as bad as as what Chepo did. So Google for a thirteen year process, that's a that's a long that's a long time. I would like to see the eight and then after that go from there, but but uh Yeah, so that's an option. I guess in the meantime while oh there you be back.
0: Well you know with the thing with Hugo He's just a difficult guy to work with. I think that's that's been the issue with him because he's, he's been successful. At least coaching-wise, if you see his numbers, they're very good, you know, across the board. First, first to win back-to-back, you know, Liguillas in the short tournament. And, and he, he he did well in Spain as well um, with a team where, I don't know if you remember, they... They sold some of the better players, and uh, he had to save them from relegation. Um, he's just difficult dude to work with, man. That's, I think he's made too many enemies, and that that just that's why he doesn't get a vote of confidence. And I think that's that's why Tuka is such a good commodity. He's been in the league for so long, and he's worked with he's worked pretty much almost in every team. So I mean, he has the backing of all of all these like club club presidents. Hugo man, he's he was always getting in in fights and spats and, and just stepping on toes. And I think he's I, I like the dude man, <laughs> but he's, he comes across as being very entitled, you know. He's,
2: he's egotistical. Thanks. Um. <laughs> He's so so. I think that's a problem. But I'm like when you say he steps on toes and he does, it, it sounds to me like that's a
0: well, yeah. Like a good, old, he,
2: good old boys club that want to leave him out just because he says like weird things or he he's real arrogant or whatever. If, yeah, if well, he I mean, proves it on the on the field and if he has a good cohesion with the players, that's the most important thing. If he like d- disrespects somebody, that's something else.
0: Yeah, but but I mean that's the people hiring you. It's like if you go to a job interview and and you insult the guy. Interviewing you,
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> as good as you are,
0: chances are he's not gonna want to hire you. But I mean, cause look, look how he came across when he was talking to a Maori. You know, he was just kind of telling him he wasn't he wasn't good enough for the job. Like but saying that... you don't have the experience.
2: I'm, but he wasn't no, doing I'm it saying, disrespectful. I, I'm not.
0: disrespectful i am i am not saying there's nothing wrong with that. But
2: yeah.
0: you know, if you're a Maori, are you gonna want to hire? Hugo.
2: Yeah, that's petty, though, man. That would be petty enough because he's bringing up a legit question. As a journalist, you got to bring up that a legit question. That's a totally separate situation. If if and we even talked about it here, he's got a film degree. I mean, is that not? not <laughs> we can't say that. We can't ask that question. So no, I think you, that's you can't.
0: But but that's just the league. I mean, he's not the only one. If you look at other teams, you know, like Curry, man. What does that guy know about soccer? He, Even Higuera came into soccer without, Vergara came into soccer without, he had, he wasn't even a fan of soccer when Vergara came in and bought Chivas, you know, so there's a lot of owners like that that aren't, don't really have a football background.
2: And that's, that's what's, that's like, I I would say that would be a detriment to the sport, to the, to the league. Yeah,
0: I mean, well, yeah, that's, that's the whole lack of professionalism and, and why, you get all these things like the doble contratos and 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 mercado de piernas and and all this backward stuff, and it's because it's, it's a bunch of dudes that are just winging it. Yeah, I mean the the league. If you see I like, like if you look at the teams, how many times they've changed owners? It's impressive, you know, the the number of owners. Like Monterrey, like the, the guy they used to own Monterrey, he was a banker. Um,
2: well, I, I, think fine. I think that's fine. I think that's fine, though. Like, if you're an owner, like when you hear about NFL owners or MLS team owners, yeah. you're an owner of something. It's, it, you just run the business. You don't mix your opinion or your thoughts into anything that's sporting. And you leave that to the general man, the sporting director, general manager, whatever, and the head coach. You're yeah, just but out those there guys and, selling tickets. But, but that's but the problem with and, the... Data. and And even the, the guy from Pachuca, what's his name? And maybe other teams that they they, they, they mix themselves in the uh, whole sporting aspect of it.
0: No, well, yeah, they they end up they end up making decisions.
2: Yeah, they don't know. Like you said, they don't know nothing about. They're not even. They weren't even fans when they started it or whatever.
0: I I see. Uh, John is at the at the sausage place. <laughs> is that what colaches is? Is that like is it a chorizo? What is it?
2: <laughs> it's like a yeah. It's like a no.
0: It's a it's a pastry. Oh, it's a pastry.
2: Yeah, almost well, like a, uh, a pig in a blanket, ain't it? Oh, yeah,
1: they have they have those too. Yeah, the kolache like you know you get a a sausage and cheese kolache, and they use the uh, kielbasa oh. with the you know oh, something nice. to heat it up. I got I got a raspberry and cheese, and then a a sausage and cheese kolache. Oh, I'll be I'll be, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be I'll be washing it down with a, with an adult beverage. <laughs> No, I'm hungry. Well, there you go. So, 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 it's, uh, are they dangling? Are they dangling uh, the uh, the national team for Tuca, or, is, or, or are they being serious? Is it, Tuka, we want you. That we want you to do it. We want they're begging. You to
2: come they're begging. Them they're not, the I think they're
0: being they're serious begging. now. They're not
1: begging.
2: Well, who else are they going to go I, for then? Who else wants the? Who else wants this job?
0: <laughs> a lot of people. It oh, pays a lot.
1: Yeah, who doesn't have a job right now? And, and just go down the list. You know, pauli doesn't have a job. Almeida doesn't have a job. Um, there are definitely some people that would be willing to...
0: And um, uh, Liga MX pays very well. I mean, Liga makes FMF, they, they pay very good. So your paycheck will be guaranteed, man.
2: Yeah, but you can you can uh, I want to say you could ruin your career by coming to Mexico, but what? you can do you can like not improve it like you would like to coming to Mexico, just like Osorio so uh, Wait,
0: had plenty of chances list. to improve it he he choked that's that's different i, I you know he had a couple of tournaments where he could have done good uh, I don't think he hurt his career though.
2: He didn't prove it like he like he wanted it to go. I mean, his yeah, goal was, was to him. go play in England. Yeah. Well, even just look at what he did. Like everything, everyone praises him about that he did in qualifying, and then beating Germany. Even and even that. He, he found, well, hey
0: man, I I told you guys after Germany lost to Korea, it took away from the Mexico beating them, man. Uh, and it was like no big deal.
1: Well the reality was is that as great as that Germany game was, it was worth exactly the same as the Korea game and as a Sweden game. It didn't it was seriously, it, it was a means to an end. Yeah. And for Juan Carlos Osorio, Mr. prepared nine months for everything. For him to throw his plans away for Sweden and go, Oh, I'm gonna go this way it just you know, every Mexican coach has, in, in, in the history of World Cups since 86, have had one just major flaw, one gigantic mistake that they, they, just, they just can't get over. And that was Juan Carlos Osorio deciding to, to uh, you know, play play the way he did against Sweden.
2: Hey, Richard Flores says, so is Osorio a Petro Frio way?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh... I think that's the perfect word to describe him because all of his big matches, with the exception of that Germany game, pretty much all of those big matches, um, the team looked bad. And got goleados. I mean, in the yeah. Sweden game,
1: the Brazil game, Chile and Germany, I mean, the, the, the results are not are, are not good. They are not good at all. So it's it's minus five, minus eight, minus fifteen goal differential in those in those four games.
0: Ouch!
2: But you could say that for a lot of uh, national teams. Like Piojo last last World Cup, sort of choked against the uh, the Dutch. Bunkering, uh, what's his name? Aguirre choked a couple of times. With some uh, questionable substitutions, and then uh, El Che Argentino for, i don't think there was nothing that stood out from him.
0: Yeah, he messed up like where he—he he couldn't beat Angola, who was playing down a man, and then uh, against Portugal, even though they threw the B team. Oh yeah, but I think he was screwed either way because Mexico was getting in Argentina. It was just, there's no way around it, I think.
2: <laughs> well, this, this is like a exactly. curse, man. This is like Cruz Azul-style curse with the national team getting to the uh, quinto partida. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Um,
1: you know, in uh, you know, La Puente... I mean, not by choice, but, you know, just, you know, had the start we had, and then, as you pointed out, Chicas, you know, Aguirre made just just horrible substitutions, and then and just the whole... Uh, preparation for the USA game was 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 terrible. The mentality was terrible, and and and, and his panic was even worse. And in and in, in 2010, it was kind of the same thing. It was just with 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 Aguirre, it was it was just. Uh, you know, I, I will never fault him for 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 playing both. I thought it was, you know, why did you bring the guy if you're not going to play him in that game? So I'm totally fine with that decision. But but not playing, you know, Medina for the whole tournament. And you know, sitting Machoa down, and you know, just 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 other baffling moves. And of course, as y'all pointed out, uh, Pyoho, um, I wouldn't necessarily say you know the, the bunker was one but it just his team ran out of gas. But but Kho, uh as as bad as it was, remember he had to make two subs from because of injuries in the first half. So his and, his hands were tied.
0: And Bengal even admitted that. They benefited from uh, from the water breaks. He was able to make some adjustments once once they they did that stoppage. Right.
1: Yeah, but it's uh it is unfortunate. So so if if, if Tuca gets the job will he last to
0: Qatar I don't see I don't see why not but I think like if you want to negotiate and be like you know I want I want the four years guarantee because that's the goal like don't don't give me shit if if we don't do good at the Gold Cup because we know how Tuka feels of some of these small tournaments like I don't care I don't care about the FIFA League or some of this stuff if, if you want Quinto partido and beyond then let me work and and we're gonna treat you know the most important thing is gonna is gonna be qualifiers and then the World Cup don't don't you know I don't, I don't want to hear it for the other stuff because that's that's how he's always treated even the league I met he he prioritizes the league and doesn't care too much about about the other cup tournaments
2: seriously I don't care about that I don't care if uh if he doesn't go full force into a gold cup cup and we miss out on confederations or anything like that. Yeah. My focus is the World Cup. But I was just thinking what the coach, whoever's gonna be coach, has an issue to deal with and that's when do you start phasing out these older like semi older players like maybe Chicharito or Guardado and when and how controversial is that gonna be to bring in a younger dude to take their place are they going to still want the pot spot or you know things like that? Well, that that's, I, think that's
0: that's a, I think that's the other thing too that that where Tuka would say that he because uh, the the other person I saw that that they, they allowed him to do that was was Aguirre when he, when he came back the second time and he was just he was going to call whoever he wanted because I do think to JCO's credit. I think he had his hands tied behind some of the guys that I think he just had to take. Like, I, I think Gio, I think he had to take him. you know? Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he was playing bad. If, a lot of people were saying he, he didn't. He shouldn't have been on the, on the roster. There were other players that were doing. They were just going through a better moment.
2: Well, at least, yeah, at least I he do didn't feel a- He didn't play too much. If any,
0: no, but but it takes away from like especially if you're like JCO that <laughs> likes to rotate and stuff. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: No, I mean, I think because because of that very reason, Chiquis, whoever the next coach is for Mexico, I believe has to be a coach that is, has had some experience in Liga MX. Because Mexico, you know, there are players in Europe, yes, but the players that are in Europe are the players that you just described—guys that are in the, you know, in, in the second half of their careers. I mean, outside of Chucky and, uh, and Raúl Jiménez, I mean, seriously, I mean, the, I mean, there are those two guys that are put in Europe right now, and everyone else is pretty much expendable on the national team. But yeah, the think... problem is is that is their replacements aren't playing in Europe. Their replacements are playing in Liga MX. So you need to find a coach that, that knows these players and, and, and knows and knows how these players uh, function and how they work together. So that's why I do think that the next coach should be. Just because of the fact that the next World Cup team is going to be a Liga MX base. So it would make more sense to me to bring in a guy that... Is more familiar
0: with with the basic players. Of the yeah, and that, that's that's also why they're gonna focus with with the youth, and, and under under, you know, with the Olympic team. I, I think there's, I, I, you know, but but I see there's good talent going up, so I'm not worried. I, I know I know a lot of people want the whole Euro thing, but. I see some good talent coming out.
1: No, there is talent. And again, you know, since Mexico isn't a, a seller's league, you know, they, they don't sell 18, 19 year old kids. They sell the 21, 22, 23. So, like I said, over the next four years, Mexico's next World Cup team might have five or six guys played in Europe at the most. So it's going to be a, a
2: Liga a, a Mecy's a majority team. That's going to be like a shocker for a lot of the fans. A lot of these fans that like to have their European, their their Europeos. It might be a shocker yeah. as to oh, this this team isn't going to do well, or they're not going to, you know, we're but, we're regressing in talent and capabilities.
0: Nah, that's that's just being very like Eurocentric. Well, that's, and that's the fan base. The whole, yeah, it, fan it's base, very recent. Days. Well, it's very recent, just because as soon as we had more access to watch Champions League and all that, and then all of a sudden that became like the be-all end all of, of football. You know, like you. But but I don't think it's it's necessary. Yet. If if you have a good group that plays together and. and and they understand each other, they'll do good. Mexico matched up well against top European teams despite having Liga MX-based players. Yeah,
1: that, Mexico, I mean, I think that they'll be... I'm starting to actually get a little bit more optimistic.
0: The 93, John, the, the, 93, the 93 team that played Copa America, and they played some really good teams, Copa America... Because you had like the Colombia team that they were, they were one of the best teams in South America, and then Argentina and a lot of those other teams, and that had like what just Hugo Sanchez, or was he even? I don't remember. Was he already playing in Mexico again? I think he had already
1: played with Club America. There weren't any Europeans on that team. It was all Liga
0: only right just only and they did so well man they they got to the final against argentina who had made the final in 19 they were they were coming back from back-to-back world cup finals 86 and 90 uh and they had very talented team with players like uh batistuta uh, i'm not too sure i think simeone but they had some really really good players huh? they had a,
1: a very a very solid team it was I was watching a, a replay of that and then just listening to the names in Argentina it was like it was like and Mexico only lost two one. I mean it was it was a, it was a very solid
0: yeah and one of those goals was just in experience on uh, Ramon Ramirez. You know they they did the quick throw in and uh, they weren't expecting yeah, exactly that. the ball went exactly. out and the Mexican players were just launching around and they guy throws it in really quick and uh, Batistuta pretty much like a runaway truck Went right through Ramon Ramirez, man. But uh, it's a bit of an experience from, from the lads. But uh, I don't see that happening anymore just because of the number of games these players play compared to before. You know, by back then, the, the Selección didn't have as many international friendlies. Even as youth, like you know, like all of these guys, by the time they reached the senior team, they already played, you know, they, they played like in all these different venues and tournaments, so they're more seasoned.
1: They are. And, uh, you know, that's why I'm, I'm interested to see if, uh, you know, whoever made the list, whether it's Tuca or Torrado or whoever, if they're going to start that process of bringing the younger players in to see what they have. You know, the, the Alvarados, the Laineses of the world, that kid from uh, from Toluca. Uh, Alexis, oh, yeah. is Alexis Vega, is that his name? Uh, who is the, uh, the striker who's, who's, who's playing pretty well.
0: Montes. So there is... Uh, Montes is, you know... Cesar
1: Montes. Although I, I don't think he's starting right now. But, uh, but yeah, but I mean, he would certainly be... So it's definitely time to start taking a look at these guys and see what they, uh, what, uh, what they can do. And, and frankly, you know, against Uruguay, which is going to be bringing their heavy hitters, and against the USA, which is always a tough game. I'm not particularly sure. I understand why the game is even being played. To be honest with you, it's like wait, who in their right mind schedules a? Uh,
0: and both both of those both rival. of those national teams, John. they, they haven't named coaches either.
1: Wait a second. Washington Tavares is not Uruguay's coach?
0: I thought he retired, man. That guy's like like 100 years old. I, I, I thought he retired after the World Cup. Not...
1: Speaking of 100 years old, I heard a really funny quote. Uh, Daryl Royal, who is a guy that I love quoting all the time. I, I ran into a quote of his that I had never heard before. It cracked me up. So He was talking to, to some lady... Uh, they were at a, at a place and they were celebrating somebody's 100 year birthday. And this old lady asked, Coach Royal said, Who would want to live to be 100 years old? And he said, The sons of bitches who were 99.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, so I just wanted to throw that out. I thought that was really funny. But uh, I mean, I would assume it's Talat. I said, Yeah, you're right. The USA hasn't named a name to coach, uh, Ernie Stewart is there. Uh, is their general manager, their, their director deportivo right now, who uh, has had the same role in the Philadelphia Union. I mean, I don't understand why Mexico just doesn't name a coach until next March. I mean, take take your time. you know. And, and as far as Tuca, you know, it, you're right, though. I mean, if, if Tuca doesn't have to worry about playing the Gold Cup and the Nations League and all the all the, all the the Moleros in the state if he can just send his assistant to go deal with that Tuca will be happy claim. he'll do the, the qualifiers in the World Cup all the other stuff he can send uh, whomever
2: oh if he did that I would be his uh, biggest fan la- oh it'd be if, great if he sent an assistant to like Moleros that would be totally awesome I'd be laughing and and like sent the scrub team, well not the scrub team, like the B team, C team to Copa Copa Oro and all that stuff. <laughs> That'd be funny.
1: Yeah, so um, there's definitely
2: a... That would rustle Tuca. some feathers, though. Tuca well, would, would rustle some feathers.
1: It, it wouldn't make their uh, marketing partners very happy.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, so Tavares is still with. He is still the coach.
1: Yeah, well, I was trying to think of why he would ever leave and why they would ever fire him. I mean, the
0: dude. Is, I mean, he's he's seventy-one. Nothing against that, but he was he had some ailments, you know, some type of sickness. Uh,
1: yeah, but I mean, but the players he, love the players love him. I mean, I mean, why? I wish Mexico had a, a Washington the, Tavares coaching Mexico. Like, maybe Tuca could be that guy.
0: Duka definitely could be that guy. He's no nonsense guy, and he's he won't be intimidated by, by by none of the players. Well, I mean,
1: I mean, I think that that's you know we, we talked about, we talked about maybe it was on our Twitter chat a few weeks ago about you know why is it that like often does a does a mega superstar player ever have you know decent you know have have any kind of success as a coach. And uh, you know, there is, you know, a few examples. You know, there is the, you know, recently Sidan Z- who won three straight Champions Leagues. But I mean, is that anything that Sidan did, or just the fact that they had a, you know, a, a super team? And then Johann Cruyff and the, with Barcelona and stuff.
0: And, and arguably the best player in Champions League history, Cristiano.
1: Yeah. Exactly. You know, and, and Tuka wasn't, you know, he wasn't like the greatest player, but he was a very good player, and, and for many years, you know, very consistent. And yeah, he wasn't, uh, you know, he was a no-nonsense guy as a player, no-nonsense guy as a coach. So yeah, I mean, I, I would see, I, I could certainly see, you know. And then the players, I mean, he even talked about it in an interview that we posted a few weeks ago with uh, with uh, and who was the other guy that was with him? Another ESPN guy or whoever it was. You know, and Tuca talked about the relationship that he has with the players, and it's like he's like, "Why well, do I don't need to go to Europe? I don't, need to, I don't. I know what these guys can do. I don't need to go see that." It was pretty refreshing.
0: Yeah, it was John. Interesting, interesting to see. But I, I, it is going to be a Liga makes heavy uh, list, I think that's for sure. Uh, I know Chicharro and and. Some of the other European guys had already asked not to be called up as it happens. And, and then going into that, we're also seeing, uh, you know, just, just some bad times for Mexicans abroad with you had, uh, Marco Fabian just being transfer listed. So I guess he was partying too much. And then all signs point to Turkey right now. Uh, although he did get linked to Cruz Azul but Caxinha said that uh, it's most likely he'll play in uh, Turkey and the same is with uh, Diego Reyes you know they just let him go and then uh, the other guy uh, Alani's, they released him as well and then uh, no one seemed to make any proper bids for Ochoa so I mean Europe is just treating treating Mexico man pretty bad. Which, <laughs>
1: which yeah, I saw that Diego a Reyes place. might end up at at over in Turkey as well. Yeah, it's uh, and, and again, I mean and, and, and that's you know, goes back to the point we brought up earlier. The next Mexico's next World Cup team, the base is gonna be Liga I so let's you know, because of that, you know, maybe it would make more sense to have a Liga IMEKis based coach. Because I mean, what's the point of you bringing in, uh, you know, you know, you know, European bond super coach if he's he's never even seen these guys?
0: Yeah, they're they're just going to know about Chucky and uh, Tecatito and Chicharo.
1: I mean, Sven Bonner- going <laughs> in his first, his first official match, his first match as a Mexico head coach was a qualifier against Honduras and and he threw Giovanni and Carlos Vela out to the wolves you know because they played in Europe because because those are the guys that he that he that, that he knew and understood you know and, and had at least some semblance of knowledge about and those guys had no business starting that game. you know they were you know 18 years old you know you know, he loved. He fell in love with uh, Leandro Augusto. It was it was too bad for Leandro Augusto that it wasn't, you know, five years earlier when he was
0: yeah, one of yes, the best must... players in the league. Oh man, so so we're looking at a more back to basics, John. A team that's going to be more Liga MX heavy.
1: I I mean I don't see, as as you just pointed out, Joel, I mean there are three players that were quote unquote in Europe. I mean, Osvaldo and he's didn't even didn't even get, get to play a preseason game with Ketape with before getting
0: done. Yeah, and and then of the players that we have right now, I mean, like Pizarro, it looks like that's not gonna happen. You know? He's just the European teams are just not gonna pay that much for him. They would have paid for him already. Uh and then you had the other guy from Pachuca they were trying to throw him to Holland, but it didn't happen. I forget his name. Um, yeah, it
1: was uh, Eric Gutierrez. Who, see, there, yeah, who probably should have started ahead of. Who probably should have started ahead of Guardado in the World Cup? Now, you know, knowing what we know now about Guardado being injured, Guardado did not have a good World Cup. You know, he had an okay game against Germany, but after that, I mean, there was, you know, he did nothing to uh, distinguish himself above anybody else. It just seemed like, you know, if you brought Guti over for that reason, play him because it can't be any worse than the way Guardado played, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, that guy also couldn't, you know, he's still here. Uh, Pulidos isn't going anywhere. He's...
1: I mean, I mean <laughs> the just... only real option uh players going to Europe that Mexico has right now are Lainez, who, yes. uh, is who is certainly one. I don't necessarily think that Piojo Alvarado is an option to go to Europe at this at this moment, just because, uh, but, uh, you know, he's certainly, um, but, 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 yeah, but, I mean, there's, you can name guys on one hand right now. You know, and and then
0: are, he, yeah, and here's the thing, John, I wouldn't want him to go if they're not going to play.
1: Right, you know? I agree. And, and that, the, to me, Lainez, you know, he's going to get so much more experience in, not just playing soccer, but but but, but managing expectat- massive expectations and managing the you know of, of, of what it means to play for a really huge team. So to me, if, if Laines does end up going to Europe, to me it, it isn't it isn't worth it for him to go to Europe unless he goes to Valencia or or a Liverpool or a Milan. You know, don't, you know, don't go over there to go, you know, to go play at uh, at Toulouse or Bordeaux. I mean, what's the point? <laughs> exactly.
0: How <laughs> so if the coach wants you, you know? Uh, if the coach requests you? The coach really likes you?
2: This is interesting. Let me, me, let me ask a question. Let me ask a question then. Because I just saw a tweet of... Dio Reyes tweeted that he's going, he's on his way over to Turkey. Yeah. But, uh... Uh, this guy says that he could have stayed. He could have returned to America, been a starter, a captain, or whatever for all his, his things that he was able to accomplish. But instead, he he stayed in Europe and Turkey. We need more people like Diego Reyes. Would Do you guys agree with that, or do you think that, like what you're saying, uh, if a player can't make it to a, a semi big or a big team in Europe, then they should just stay in Liga MX? Well, to me,
1: there's no point in playing in the European League. That isn't better
0: than
2: League I think. Like Turkey.
0: Exactly. And also, also with some of these guys, they look like a failure if they come back. I mean, the the team just dumped them. They pretty much gave them his transfer. <laughs> like we,
2: we, that's, a, that's a failure right there. We don't
0: we don't need you, and we can't sell you. Just try to find something.
2: A Sunday league in Europe. At least it's in Europe. <laughs>
0: Well, that's the whole thing, you know. At at least, at least I'm in Europe type of thing. But I I guess with some of these Turkish teams, you get to play in Champions League. That's eh, you, you know. If he gets to play, that that's something. But 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 it's like
2: it's like the uh, the play the Repetache version of Champions League. Like like everyone's going crazy over Chuki and what he did. But that's like the playoff, man. That's like the the pre-champions, if you want to even call it that, in my opinion, get PSV to the to the next stage, and then I'll be. We'll be talking. I and mean, Chuki scores two goals or whatever. And then I'll be impressed.
1: Yeah, but he has to get to see again. Chuki, you, you crack me up. You,
0: you minimize
1: <laughs> every accomplishment that any that any player.
0: Yeah. Does it, it, it's, it's hilarious? I mean, damn it, whatever it is. Oh, well, oh. Show, oh, Oh, they won this game. Well,
1: show them to the team. All he, all he, can do, Chiki's is play the games that are in front
2: of him. Exactly. So I'm not, can... min, I'm not minimizing. I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm being level-headed. I'm being real to what, the, what the situation is. I think everyone else is over-exaggerating. Everyone that I see is over-exaggerating. But oh, he just scored. He, he debuted in all these, on well, all these uh, scenarios, score, and he scored beat. goals. He's on the field where he's, that's, that, that's his job. I will so be excited to the level. I will be excited to the level everyone else is. When he does what what Chicharito did and, and like came back to beat Chelsea a couple of times and was like the Chelsea killer, that's that's something to or, be excited about.
0: You, are you saying are you saying Chucky's gonna be the next Tecatito? He's just gonna have a couple highlight reels with some Saran teams <laughs> with, with some like bottom feeder teams, but then never really do anything in in big matches.
2: No, hopefully some, he can get something happened
0: to Tecatito because Tecatito was.
1: He was starting. He was playing well at Porto. Something, and then he didn't play the Confed Cup. Something personal happened to him. And, and
2: he lost his mojo. Like
1: a, well, yeah. whatever it is, it just he was. He just hasn't been the same player since. Something, something happened to him for sure.
2: I wanna, I wanna think it's like a parallel to uh, Nery Castillo.
0: Oh
1: man, that... no. Well, I mean, but, but Nery. I mean, <laughs> we know what I, happened how to how Nettie. tragic it was, but yeah. But but Nery's
2: tragedy was. Well, he said personal. Yeah, he mean, said I mean, personal stuff is, you know, he had to leave because of personal issues.
1: Well, I know that his wife had a had a miscarriage for one of them, and that's, you know, you know having having. You know, yeah. So little,
2: little, you know,
1: that, that is always a, a, a very tough situation.
2: Maybe it and messed with know, his sorry.
1: mind. Well, I mean, it wasn't just that, but I that was just for for some qualifiers. You know, the, I mean, there were some things that happened before the Confed cup that even some reporters that apparently were they told him the news would not repeat it but said just understand that this guy needs to go work some things out so whatever it was it had to have been pretty pretty serious and uh so let's hope that uh, he can uh, you know can, can get it going again yeah it's just just a, a very unfortunate uh you know, again, you know, Porto does not want sign. They don't want to sign guys to play to play for them for five, six years. You know, they want to sign guys for ten and sell them for forty. That's Porto's business model. And frankly, I'm not sure why they didn't do that with uh, with Herrera after the 2014 World Cup because he had an outstanding World Cup in 2014.
2: Yeah, I have I have confidence, and I think Ch- uh, Chucky can you know, go into a bigger club and do very well. Um, that's my hope, and once that, if that happens, or once that happens, then I'll be truly excited and say, yes, this guy is the real deal.
1: Yeah, but you're right. I mean, I mean Chukki's test this year is, is to help PSV not just qualify for the Champions League. They need, they need to get to the next, to the next
0: stage, to the Wait, rounds, they're not to, in, the, to they're, the knockouts. They haven't qualified yet?
2: No, there's, a, there's
1: another isn't leg. Yeah, this is just I, a playoff to make the, the group stage.
2: And based on that last game, this uh, it's not a sure guarantee that this next leg won't come back to bite them.
1: But see, now I'll tell you the other thing it shows you is it, it shows you how far Dutch Dutch football has fallen and has fallen in Europe, where the champion of the Dutch league isn't even guaranteed a, a spot in the in the top thirty two of the Champions League.
0: That's that's what I was gonna feel my question, John. I was like, I th- I thought they were the league champions, and it's like, yeah, they are, but they they're not even. Well, oh, dang.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, and then then Ajax. You no, know, they they played the Repetachka to get
0: into them. No one, hey, no wonder Mexicans do good in Holland. You know, they
2: can,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they It's like can. Liga Mex. It's like the league, the, the, the Liga Mex of, of Europe. <laughs> remember when when Salcido
1: when Salcido was in uh, was at PSV. I mean, they they were, you know, he won a couple of league titles for them, and, and even well, with well, with Guardado there, even as recently a couple of years ago, they made the quarterfinals of the Champions League. So it's not like, and 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 in one of them they came they, within penalty kicks of beating Atlético Madrid, ended up making the final, in which, if I remember right, both Guardado and Moreno made their PKs. It was the other guys that missed. So. But this that's is right. just, just a very recent uh, trend. So
0: uh, damn to lose to yeah. lose that though that's pretty harsh.
1: Oh, I agree. It's uh,
0: but but I mean, they lost.
1: They used to have four, now they only have three.
0: But but that's why they remind me of Liga MX when when they had to play qualifiers to go into Copa Libertadores way back when against the Venezuelans. Right. Yeah,
1: but that was that, was, <laughs> that is so how insulting. No, no, no offense to, to our Venezuelan listeners, but I mean, come on, seriously?
0: Oh, two of them.
1: I mean, that is that is that is a a, a slap. You know, a, a friend of mine ha is married to a Venezuelan, and the team that she follows beat Pumas in the Libertadores one year. I forget who it was. Uh, and, hey, she tells me that that is. That that is the greatest victory. So that makes sense. Pumas is, is your biggest win, and that, that that makes me feel good for Pumas is it, That they're such <laughs> high, such high, high esteem. That that, that 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 beating them is means it's it's the greatest victory for this, other, did, did for
0: this they, other group. They beat them in the actual Libertadores or in the qualifier for Libertadores? No,
1: in the in the actual Libertadores.
0: Oh, I think Monterrey is the only team that failed, right? In in uh, in head-to-head qualifier.
1: That I'm not sure. I uh, I, I wasn't as uh, I, I didn't follow need, it as, as, we,
0: need as we need the manchester We need the majester, but right. I'm pretty sure Monterrey, in one of these elimination games to qualify, uh, they lost to the Venezuelans.
1: But how interesting was it last week when we had a, a friend of the show, uh, Michel Richeau, on. Who, uh, you know, I was thinking about this. It wouldn't shock me if he ends up at Aguascalientes. If he and if uh, he and Michelle Leaño
0: oh. buds, yes, then
1: it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him end up in the in But then we where, we bring where, him where, back. Where they said that the, the Clue America had to had the poach the, G, the the GM from Zacatepec in order to run America. And that's when that, that's when America's greatness started. Was when they got uh, Cañado. Oh, poached, yeah. from, poached from Sacapepec of all places. So, I have to admit, I'm, I am a little disappointed, Joel, Chiquis, that, that we're not going to get to go to Tequesquitengo on somebody else's dime. <laughs> but that's okay. But that's the other a- thing that I'm, I was thinking about today, Joel, that just it still just shocks me. And that's uh, when we asked Michelle what reward does a team that gets promoted get monetarily from from the league and he says nothing then then why are you trying to get promoted?
0: Well I mean you you get TV you should be able to get a TV contract which is not as easy if you're the smaller teams as we've seen with Lobos BUAP, um and then the sponsors you get more more per sponsors than and then you get to face the big team so so that means guaranteed guaranteed sellouts when you when you play the you know a lot of the, the bigger clubs. Yeah, but but, I mean, that's... but no, yeah, they deserve they deserve something, and at least to help, and then that would help them, you know. They would help them build a more competitive team. Of once course.
1: I mean, Lobos Guapa, I mean, they're going to be, if it wasn't for Veracruz, you know, or Atlas at this point, I mean, they, that's, it's, it's going to be very, very difficult for them to uh, to, to escape uh, relegation this time around. You know, I'm hoping that, uh, that Paco Palencia can do it, but it's going to be very they, difficult.
0: They do have the Maestro La Puente. So, uh, man, if you're a coach, uh, at least beginning coach, uh, I wouldn't mind having La Puente right there too. To
1: is, is he his bench coach?
0: No, no, he's the GM.
1: Oh, he's a GM. Oh, even better. Well,
0: some 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 position. You know how it is in Liga MX, man. They they make up all these names.
1: He's basically a consultant.
0: Yeah, let me let me let me ask the internet.
1: Consult the Oracle.
0: Director deportivo, so yeah, pretty much, pretty much, GM.
1: Well,
2: hopefully, uh hopefully that'll. Uh, that guy's that'll how old, old is that guy nowadays? <laughs> I saw a picture, a video of him the other day. La Puente. Who? La Puente is looking. Uh, looking up is there. He, age. Does he still have he his, is, you know,
0: his full beard? He's up there in t- Washington. Tavares age. He's seventy-four. Tavares is seventy one and uh La Puente seventy four. So yeah he's he's over there but he's one of the more successful Liga MX coaches um out there what he did with America Necaxa was, was pretty impressive.
1: Absolutely. I, I still think that uh you know when when America wins the title I think America fans should should all don the the La Puente cap and, and, and pose and pose for their celebratory picture with it, much, much <laughs> like I was hoping last year oh, when, or when when Chivas won that she would wear the the Carlos Fierro
0: headband. The Carlos you know, Fierro headband.
1: Yeah,
0: you know where where is he, anyways? Where is Carlitos Fierro? He is. I think. He, I think he's in Morelia now.
1: One of the reasons why Morelia is doing so good. That's Carlos right. Fierro is actually <laughs> playing pretty well.
0: You're right. <laughs> hey. Watch him make the national team. He is in Monarcas Morelia. I'm ashamed I forgot. Being a fierro believer, uh, I have high hopes That's for right. this you, kid. You pay the
1: iron price. I forgot about that.
0: Did and he's only 24. I mean, we've seen players like 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 Luis Hernandez and and Oribe, Some of these guys that. They were around that age when they when they you know became more consolidated sure
1: and and out of out of all those players that that played on that uh, World Cup winning team I mean uh, I don't have the list in front of me but I got to think that he's probably the only one that's still playing professionally you know which is why which is why that that 05 team was such a rarity to have that many guys End up playing professionally to the point where, you know, there were still three or four of them that ended up on the World Cup 13 years later, the World Cup roster. I mean, that that's how good that team was. Yeah. It was, it was just unfortunate that they didn't. Uh, I mean, I remember watching those, you know, outside of, I mean, they just tore everybody apart. They beat the snot out of everybody. It was, uh, it, it, it was, I think they lost to Turkey in the third game of the group stage where it just didn't matter. But then after that, I mean, they, they beat Holland 4-0. They beat Brazil 3-0 in the semifinals and finals. I mean, that is you – can't, you can't dismantle teams better than that. So, yeah, it was just unfortunate that they didn't get to uh, enjoy it at the, uh, at the senior national team level. To the extent that they, they made, that they, everyone was hoping that they could see. If right now, if I was there at the command center, I'd be playing the sad flute music right now. I don't <laughs> have my machine
0: do. We don't, we don't have, we don't have the soundboard.
1: No, no soundboard tonight. But we do have the most grotesque. Convenience store slash gas station I'm driving by right now. Cheekies, have you seen these buckies? Oh uh, yeah. When you're on the highway? Oh my goodness. This thing's oh, it is like maybe a a, a, a one hundred pump gas station. Wow. And the convenience store. Oh, it's massive. And the convenience store is like the size of an apartment store. I mean, it is. It is just. It, I, I don't. I don't know why it needs to be that big. Frankly, I just.
2: I just don't get it. They pack it full of stuff. I like their uh, brisket sandwiches. Sometimes are good and uh, some uh, pecans.
1: I've only stopped at one, and it was late at night. And I went inside, and it kind of freaked me out. Did you guys ever see the movie Natural Born Killers?
2: Nah. Long
0: time
1: ago. They, with like all when of, it so, came
0: out.
1: Yeah. So when 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 the the Mickey and Mallory, the the main characters, the murderers, when they finally get captured by the cops, they're in like this really creepy drugstore where the where the fluorescent light is so weird to kind of change. It, it's so white it changes all the colors of everything. That's kind of like what Bucky's. Around. Every time I'm in there, I feel like I'm. I'm going to be shot at by, by Mickey and Mallory. It's uh, just just a very weird.
0: It was written by Quentin Tarantino and, and directed by Oliver Stone. And starring
1: Robert Downey Jr. as well. He, uh, a...
0: Oh, I forgot he, was... he. I knew Woody Harrelson was there, but not Robert yeah. Downey Jr. Wow. He was the Australian uh, journalist. Who? Uh...
2: <laughs> that's, was... oh, that's a good movie. Yes, sir.
0: Ay, I don't porque me Pegan.
2: Alaba yeah. Trastes.
0: Hello. No. <laughs> ya, ve,
1: ya ves, ya ves, ya te dejimos, Joel. Yeah. Tienes la última palabra,
0: tú tienes la última palabra, Joel. Yes, my dear. Lo que, lo que tú quieras, <laughs> mi amor. Lo que tú quieras, <laughs> mi amor. No, um, yeah, that's, that's, we should be, we'll see. We'll see, cause Doble jornada, so there could be a lot of surprises by the end of this week. So uh, we we'll yeah,
1: next be. show. Next, next, week next week show will, should be interesting. Be in, I'll be in Brownwood, Texas for the next show. We're doing a big high school show. Oh, for uh,
0: nice
1: for Fox Sports next week. So I'll be in Brownwood, Texas next week. Anyway, well, it's probably a good time for us to wrap it up. We got a couple did a nice. Wow, it's a very short show for us. Right, right under two hours. Usually we we go on
0: a little longer. We go over. (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: a good spot for us to end. But uh, well, thank you very much for joining us, Joel. Go, uh, yes, go be a hero.
0: Thank you, gentlemen. Hasta la próxima.
2: man. Chiquis. Yes, good Uh, good stuff.
1: Yeah, it was a good show. I, I wish again. I wish I was. I was home But You know You gotta, gotta work When you gotta Well I don't have to tell you You gotta work When you gotta work Yeah So But uh, Always good to be uh, On with y'all Always good to be uh, On the Cantina Mekis podcast Even though it was A road A road trip version For me uh, Thanks to everyone Who joined us On the chat And of course Remember you can Download this And all of our Previous editions Of the Cantina Mekis podcast From iTunes Podcast center And also on Google Play and, of course, uh, you can listen to it, subscribe to our YouTube channel. So that way when uh, a new show is up, you will know exactly when it has come up. And you'll be able to watch and listen to it there. And, of course, by all means, subscribe to it on iTunes and Google Play so that as soon as the shows are uploaded, you will get an alert and you'll be able to listen to us the next time you're driving into work or driving home from work. Again, thank you guys for joining us. My name is John Jagu for Joel Service. Beto Campa and everyone else that joined us on the Cantina Makes Podcast I say goodnight and we'll talk to y'all next week